Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And now on the World Service, exclusively by From Dial Square to Where, it's time for Mesut. Ireland. Discs. Welcome to From Dial Square to Where's Mesa Island Discs. Hope you're all well. We're waiting for one more guest, but we're making a start now. So, who have we got here? We've got one that's been on before and a couple of newbies. So, Jason, you've been on before. How are you, mate? You all right? I'm not too bad, Andrew. How are you, pal? Very, very good. Thank you very, very much. And uh, are you okay? I mean, I don't want to say, oh, during this... Di- strange and unprecedented times and everything everyone says all the time jason but how are you coping mate i'm getting fatter and bored <laughs> i've had it gets well i gotta be honest with you, but um uh, hey you know <clears throat> did arteta not send you a training regime I'm, I'm 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 surprised he hasn't been on the phone today i'm getting dead i gotta be honest <laughs> i'm being in a your daily weigh-ins well you know <laughs> should have stayed on that treadmill mate i did tell you <laughs> anyway i've got a bike on the back there it's got to go back out <laughs> <laughs> and we've got um Cy the gouda with us how are you Cy? yeah very well thanks a bit like you guys uh putting on weight and uh trying to do some of the right things during this time but failing miserably to be honest yeah, well, I didn't get my delivery of my treadmill or rowing machine and, and mats and all that sort of stuff. So, no. yeah, I'm, I'm the same. But as, as I said to you off air, I've, I've been lucky enough to, to carry on working during this time. So, it, my life's not changed too much because I'm still pretty much housebound most of the time anyway. And you, Chappers, how are you? I'm all right, thanks, man. I had a narrow escape with death just earlier on. Did you? Uh, I think I messaged you. Yeah, I messaged you about it, man. I found a... I found... One of those um, false widow spiders. I was just bunging a bit of washing uh, in the um, well, washing machine, I suppose. Uh, yeah, just bunging a bit of washing in the washing machine. Uh, just took it out of the bag and this thing just flew, um, oh landed God. in the cat bowl. I thought that looks a bit like one of those. Um, I managed to, it was sort of swimming around, so I managed to sort of scoop it up. Uh, and Are you doing the backstroke uh, or? or <laughs> well, it was, it was trying to get out, but it couldn't quite get out uh i don't know it's a bit more of a sort of belly flop type thing really but uh don't worry about it it's it's not my problem anymore i didn't have the heart to kill it so it's next door neighbor's garden's problem now hopefully they're not watching 
it's weird that you say that though because I, I had what I thought were like normal insect but I'm going to go into this it's com- incredibly boring for the listeners and the viewers and all that <laughs> but I got bitten on the leg and I thought it must have been mosquito or something my, my foot's really swollen now it's like really swollen it's been about four days I was wondering yeah. what, I said to my uh, my missus I wonder whether I got bitten by one of those spider things but you know yeah I, I they do swell up man they anyway, like up. I said, incredibly boring for everyone listening, uh, you know, but we'll move on from that. So, yeah, Mesa Island Discs. So, I think you're all uh, familiar with the format. Um, we had been sort of discussing it beforehand. It's just a bit of fun to get us through these times of non-football, but luckily for not much longer. Um, only a couple of weeks now till we uh, kick off, which is quite exciting now. I think I'm actually getting a little bit excited about it. Me too. So, we are going to go through... Uh, certain things that you take with you to the Desert Island. It's nothing at all to do with Desert Island Discs. It's, it's just a complete coincidence. Uh, but we're going to work around clockwise and we'll go to you first, Si. And the first category is you are stranded on the Desert Island and you've got one goal from the Arsenal archives that you can take with you to watch whenever you like. Uh, which one have you gone for and why? Do you know what? I really enjoyed thinking about this one because it mm. brought home to me how many there were I could pick. And I actually oh. have a list in front of me. And up until about 10 minutes ago, I was still completely and utterly undecided. And I even had my young <laughs> son with me showing him some classic goals. He wasn't that interested, to be fair. Maybe he will be when he's a bit older. <laughs> um, but I've gone for, um, and you guys might have had this in your top 10 somewhere, Tony Adams against Everton oh, at Highbury. Last day of the season, just that, Incredible. just something about watching it back as well with the commentary, um, the fact it was Steve Bold that put him through. That to me, it just sort of summed up everything that I loved about Arsenal, or love about Arsenal. Mm. Um, so I, I've gone for that one as my winner, but there were some other yeah, noticeable ones. I was going to say, have a good, tell us a couple of the other ones you had written down. Uh, well, I particularly like, I remember I was looking through some of the archives the other day. Um, Ian Wright against Everton in 93 at Highbury as well, where he sort of, you know, volleys the ball up. Over the, yeah, yeah that's it. Over the, yeah, that's amazing. Just beautiful, excellent, vintage Ian Wright. Really, mm. really like that. There was a David Rowcastle goal against United at Old Trafford, mm. that beautiful kit, Chip love Schmeichel, it, yeah. love that as well. And, you know, there must be about 50 on my list from Thierry Henry. So very <laughs> difficult not to have a Thierry Henry winner, I think, amongst that. But for the nostalgia, I just went for Adams on that. Do you know what? It's proving really popular and I can't blame anyone at all. I mean, it's so good. They made a statue out of it, didn't they? Yeah. At the end of the day. So, yeah, incredible moment. And it is got, it's got to be down as not just the goal, but the whole moment, everything about it. It's just one of the most beautiful historic moments i think you know that we've got uh, to look back on in, in recent history at least fantastic choice mate and what about you chappers there we go unmute um well i i did have a, i did have a big think about it but um to be honest with you i went with my initial thought just because uh it, it just evoked so much emotion for me then and actually watching it um, and just hearing the commentary as well um, uh, still evokes that emotion for me now. And that's got to be Thierry Henry's Return of the King goal mm. against Leeds in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, it, it was just an absolutely, uh, just an absolutely special moment, you know. 
That, mm. I mean, I remember when he, he first started training with the, with the team and you were kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be so great to have him back and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it, all of a sudden, you know, oh, my God, he's on loan. This is amazing. And I, I mean, I just remember thinking that night, it was just kind of a mixture of sort of dread and, and excitement, you know, oh, oh, we, you know, we really want this to happen for him. But, but what if, what if actually, you know, he's, cause he's got a sort of hobo Henri beard, you know, <laughs> what if he's lost his touch sort of thing, you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, and, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Shamak comes off and, you know, th at this point you're thinking, well, you know, there's, <laughs> you've really got to do something here, Thierry, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, beautiful ball from Alex Song. Um, mm. He's not really renowned for that sort of thing, really. But, no. um, you know, um, yeah, beautiful ball from Song. And he just did what Henri does in that position every time, you know, just opens his body up and side foots it into the, to the, left of the keeper into the right corner and the place erupts and I erupted and I think every you know every Juno that was seeing that just like yeah felt that uh, I mean I you know I'm I'm not ashamed to say I cried boys I well, did it's, cry. it's a proper hair stand up on your arm yeah. moment isn't it and oh, you know you just lose your bowels, but in a good way, you know. <laughs> it's one of those moments, isn't it? Totally. Sure thing. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, his, his beard nowadays, it's weird. It's that, you know, that expanding foam that builders use? Yeah, it's like that, isn't it? You know, that's been painted black. It's just, it's just yeah. odd. But, yes, yeah, it is. Look, it is strange. Real. <laughs> but we'll we'll forgive him that. Yeah, because he's a legend. He can do what he likes. He's <laughs> I know. But yeah, great choice. Great choice. And what about you, Jace? Uh, it's it's also poison, Charles, isn't it? You know, um, there are so many goals which mean so much to a certain time. You know, yeah. as I mentioned the Adams goal. Um, there's Thomas and Anfield. You know. Well, exactly. I, I guess this is what I'm, this is what I like about this format. And sorry to, but it, it's just that it, it doesn't even have to be the best goal. No, it, it's just something you know, maybe something that's special to you because you were there. It, or and something. that's the thing, isn't it? You know, there's there's that one. There's the Berg Camp goal against um uh, against Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, I, I remember being in Cardiff on the on the beer. It was in rugby international day, and it was after the game, and the pub's full of rugby fans, and it stopped. For the Bergkamp goal. And the whole pub stopped. Okay, there's about 300 people in the pub. They stopped and it erupt in, in, in into you know in celebration at this yeah. goal and everybody's in wonderment. Um before me, it's the it's the Rambo goal. I'm a massive Rambo fanboy. Um never uh, yeah, shocker, shocker, <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> um, but the goal gets Galatasaray. I mean oh what a goal. Watching Chesney's face and Sonogo's face, and you know, and Santi rubbing the boots, and and just everybody's expression at that, and, and mine at the time as well. You know, this, you know it's, it's, it's amazing. It's one of the most underrated goals of all time, I reckon. I, look, I, I I don't think anybody's hit the sweetest shot ever. No, but, no. You know, it, 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 like you say, this is the wonderful thing about the format you come up with here. It's what's special to you. Do you know what I mean? And 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 the boys are talking about goals here. And I remember my emotions at each time with those goals, and you know, thinking about how happy I was for Thierry, how you know what it was for to, to watch Tony Adams. And you know, I was in the pub in Armenford, and my mate who captained the Arsenal youth team, used to be Charlie Nix, Anthony Reese, 
eat, we're hugging each other. What look at Tony Adams lifting the Premier League trophy, and you know, and all the e r e r, you know, the, the chant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just these these fantastic moments that oh sorry, which we're so lucky to have. We are, we are indeed, and we're just in the nick of time, like Mister Ben appearing from the shop. We've got our <laughs> last guest, last but not least, Gav. How are you, Gav? I, I'm so, so sorry, Dad. For some no. reason, I had it in my head. It was 8 o'clock. <laughs> we'll let you So, off. I'm all... Yeah, and... uh have heard oh, it all before. All before. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I promised... Uh, we... Uh, me, me mum, God bless her, or bless her, bought, bought us an Xbox uh, yesterday, and I haven't had a, a sniff of any chance of getting anywhere near it with the missus and the kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and you I have just to stay said, up oh, in the night, the night time. <sighs> yeah, no, but I just, <laughs> I just got to go on some racing game, and I was getting into that, and I've, I've said, well, I'm just gonna get myself ready and work out what you know, sort out the rest of my night, and then uh, I had a couple of messages from you lot, but like I say, I, I'm so so sorry, I'm so no, so no. sorry. Lateness is no excuse, but you did tell me eight o'clock. Perfect timing, anyway. Because <laughs> it's your turn now, and um, I say it's mm. the we're we're on the first category. Uh, so mm. you're on your Mesa Island, and you've got a goal that you could take to watch whenever you liked, and it oh. could be any, any any kind of goal. As we were saying earlier, it could be doesn't have to be the best goal Arsenal have ever scored. Maybe something that's uh, means something to you. Maybe it's something that of your, of your youth, something when a, a, spe- a particularly special game to you, whatever. Yeah, but what goal have you chosen, Gav? Well, I would go for the. Arsenal Anfield, nineteen eighty eight in the League Cup. Uh, Barnes scored for Liverpool, mm-hmm. and then uh, David Rowcastle scored an absolute peach from the outside of the box. Oh yes, of course. Uh, zero oh, back li- zero back lift. Uh, God knows how many of us were there that night, but there was more of us there that night than there was <laughs> at the end of that season. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, no, that that goal. It's my first London away out of London away game as well. Uh, I think I was, oh blimey, fifteen, sixteen, sixteen. Yeah, I was just turned sixteen, and it's my first London away game midweek away at Anfield. And like I say, we come away with the one all draw, and it was just a peach of a goal from Rowcastle, and it was uh, that was an eventful evening. Put it that way. Well. You must be, yeah, pretty much the same age as me because I was 16 that year as well. And uh, my goal was um, a Rowcastle goal from that season as well. But it was the one against New- uh, Middlesbrough. Where oh, okay, he, fair enough. He took it from, do you remember it? He, he took it from, I think it was a, a Mickey Thomas pass, took it uh, on the right-hand side, right wing. And he, he just literally just set off on a run, amazing run, around four or five players and stuck it in the mm. top right postage stamp off the post. Yeah, no, it's scary. And like I said, I mean, you've got to think about the one he'd done at, uh, away at Old Trafford as well. He's yeah, got a that... picture away at Old Trafford around that sort of time. It's, it's, scary what he, it's scary what he would have done on today's pitches. Uh, he would be scary. worth so much money. Oh. I mean, he would still thrive in, the, in today's game, I think. Because not only did he have the, all the skill in the world, 
but he was as strong as an ox and uh, yeah. he had a proper attitude on him as well when it came to sort of, you know, he wouldn't let anyone brush him off the ball. He, he was just no. an amazing player. It's it's where it's where he would have played. It's what position he would have played in the modern game. It's whether or not he would. I mean, he he was good enough to be a number ten, but at the same point, he could also play a, a central midfield role or wide midfield role as well. He could literally have played anywhere in midfield. He could play anywhere but number nine, basically. Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you could have, yeah. you could have played him left back, and he would have been a quality left back. He he had it all. Yeah, he had I it agree. All. I agree. He was my favourite all-time player and one of the worst moments I've ever had. Well, it is the worst moment, I think, uh, apart from, you know, losing finals or whatever. I was at um, a game versus Millwall where he nearly died about 10 feet, well, 10 metres away from me, oh, right, right in front of me. And he swallowed his tongue and Gary Lee yeah. had to break his jaw to get his fish's tongue back out his throat. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> seriously, I mean, uh, I, I was, like I say, I was, I don't know, 15, 16, what, something like that. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, tears coming down my eyes. I was standing there oh, thinking man. he's going to die in front of me because I'm my favourite all-time player. He, he was, um, yeah, he had everything. He, and he was Arsenal through and through. And he, it's just his smile and, you know, everything about him. He's just an incredible guy. Incredible yeah, guy. no, definitely, definitely. That's a great choice, great choice. And it's a different one, which is, uh, um, yeah, nice to hear as well. I'm so guessing, like I say, I've, I've, I've obviously missed everybody else's, but if Jason didn't pick at least two Ramsey goals for his choice, I'll be disappointed with him. He chose that he, well, I, I can't disagree with one that he chose. You, you, know, <laughs> you can listen back anyway, because we, we'll move through. But yeah, Jason chose the, well, the Galatasaray one, but it's an amazing, oh, goal, very okay. underrated goal. Yeah, very no, fair enough. I do agree. Can't knock that choice. Nah, great goal. Right, we're going to go back through, and it's your go again now, Si, and it's the game that you would take with you, which you could watch whenever you like, and uh, yeah, tell us all which one you chose and the reason why. Another one that was really um, interesting to think about, because there's a few that sprung to mind. Uh, A few from more recent history, actually, after my last pick. Um, I was thinking maybe again the cup final against Hull, where... You just went through every emotion where the world was falling apart, being 2-0 down and gradually coming back to win it. Again, Ramsey, Jason will be pleased with that. Ramsey with the winning goal. That was up there just, just because of the emotion. Uh, I particularly liked the game against Barcelona, which I think was a quarter final. The two-all draw, again, coming back into that. Just the quality of the football there was just that was just an incredible game but I actually went for nostalgia again with this one and it was my first ever London North London derby that I attended um, which would have been 96 and Arsenal won 3-1 at Highbury Uh, and it it was also that moment again funnily enough um, another Tony Adams goal in there the second goal for us was a Tony Adams goal, so not often um, <laughs> you pick two two moments no, in history it, yeah. where Tony Adams was the scorer. But it was, uh, I think that was probably one of the moments where I sat there live for the first time in that atmosphere uh, and appreciated what it meant. Um, but I also appreciated the wonder of Dennis Burkamp on that day. He scored the third goal. Uh, if I remember rightly, it was an Ian Wright cross right towards the end of the game and the control that he had to take that ball down, just turn his body ever so slightly and knock it in. 
I think just being there and seeing that, I was just in awe of Burkamp then, and he became probably my all-time favourite Arsenal player, um, and that was a big contributing fact to it. I think just yeah. loved the the North London derby and being there for the first time. I was only young, but it just it, it was fantastic. And uh, I, I, again, I look back and I was just reliving the goals earlier today. Um, and I just had a look at who was in the Tottenham team as well, because I, I didn't remember at the time who was there. Um, but there were 16 English players um, yeah. players started that game in both games, which is, uh, it surprised me at the time. I wouldn't have thought about it then, but it was um, there's some certainly some, some good names on the show. Sheringham and Campbell were the noticeable ones there on their side. But uh, our team was just full of... Name, but Campbell was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> our, <laughs> our team was just absolutely just full of quality there. Vieira at the beginning of his Arsenal career as well, just started to dominate in the game as well. Just a great game. I'd happily yeah. watch that again. Fantastic. Really good choice. Excellent. And now, on to you, Chappers. What one have you chosen? Um, well, I was having an iron about this one, actually. Um, I could, Because I suppose my first real sort of formative experience as, uh, as a gooner was the 1989 Anfield, you know. But actually... Um, I thought, well, I, I expect a few people have probably picked that one already. Um, and actually, the one I chose that was, it's one that was in recent memory. Um, it's actually, like, I, I'm better to send out a little bit of a trigger warning here. It is part of the Unai Emery era. <laughs> but it, I, I'm sorry, Jason. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, the, actually, the reason I picked this game, it was, it was, um, uh, the 4-2 um, uh, North London derby at the Emirates. Um, and the reason that I picked it is just because as far as, I mean, I teach, I teach drama. That's my, my day job. Um, but as, you know, as far as drama goes, I mean, you, you know, you really couldn't, it had it all. It had it all, you know, um, Mike Dean for a start, you know, if you want performative, you've got Mike Dean, right. Um <laughs> well, uh, it was. I mean, you you say this. This game was actually uh, chosen a week a week or two. I think it was Stan who's watching. Oh, welcome, Stan. Yeah, he uh, he he chose this game as well because oh, did he? it meant okay. a lot to him uh, particularly. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's an incredible game. But yeah. yeah, sorry, carry, I did. Uh, no, that's okay. Out. That's all right. I mean, you know, um, we went we went um, we went up early with a with a penalty with a really stupid handball. I think it was Vatonji. It must have been Vatonji, actually, yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, you know, Dyer, Cubed Dyer with his with his little shush gesture. And it's just like, you you really don't want to be I doing that, mate. It's 1-1. One, one. Just... Don't, just don't do it. Just don't do no. it. Just put your no. silly Cubed away. And, you know, and so, um, uh, yeah, and then, of course, uh, Kane, Kane puts them ahead. Uh and well, you know, you think, oh God, not this again. Um, but you know, uh, eventually we 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 win through, and you know, for me, um, I think it just said it all with um, Torreira's celebration on the fourth goal. You know how much mm. it meant to to him, how much it meant meant to me as well. And uh, I mean, I remember I was upstairs watching it, and I screamed, and my son ran up, and he he's like eight now, and he ran up as well and started screaming and jumping about, and you know. It was just, um, like I say, it was drama and it really, really had it all. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I chose that one. Great. Great choice. Absolutely. And what about you, Jace? Oh, there's, a, there's a couple of, you know, there's... Obviously, I'm feeling like, you know, you, 
for the result and for the drama, not so much for the game itself. The game itself was putrid, you know, but the first half was, was horrible. But I remember being in the pub and it was it was electric, it was crackling. Um, that's there. There's the Battle of Old Trafford in 1990 where, you know, you've gone up there, you win 1-0, Brian McClare kicks off. It's all oh, horrible. You know, deducted points all. So, oh, it's just, you know, there's so much... Uh, but the, the the metal on show from the boys, you know, the, the metal on show to, to come out of that and for the whole season was phenomenal. Um, but I kind of went for the, the back end of Arsene's career and the Chelsea Cup final. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. Chelsea was so good that season. I hate mm. to say it, but they were, they were magnificent, you know. There's a team that nearly went invincible, you know. But we dominated them, and you know, from obviously Rambo's with Nurks and a fanboy, but Giroud coming on and making a difference, Sanchez, um, Rob Holding, magnificent, incredible, yeah. But the, the you know, the man of the match for me was Perma to Saka, yeah. You know, to, first, to, first game that season, yeah, first full game, yeah, amazing, amazing game for him. It, it, that should be called the Perma Second sec Final, yeah. I think that, it is for it should. Yeah. I think it is for most people. And I, I just remember how happy I felt for them all. You know, you saw them, they would you know, whatever your thoughts and anything, but they deserved it that day. And they were magnificent mm. and, and they, they tore apart the best team in the land. And they, you know, we are holding taking the Mickey Acosta. Uh, that, it was it was that the game where Ramsey said this is my ground as well. No, 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 no. That was um, that was the Spurs away. Spurs oh, of course. Away, that was. Course, of course, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, but um, but, Wembley, I, yeah. but just just the whole... there was a thorn in everyone's side, wasn't he? Uh, uh, he was. uh, but uh, yeah, it was that was poetry. And, and the thing was, we played them off the park. It, if it had been five nil, nobody had been surprised. Nobody yeah. would be surprised. We were that good that day, and and as what you know, you you look at this kid in holding, being magnificent. Nacho Monreal just Mister Reliable. And Murtasaka, you know, chest out, you know, come on. Oh, it was just magic, boys. Just magic. That's my favourite. No, I don't blame you. That's why you've got to watch that game and think that, you know, see Rob Holding and not have such, you know, some fans need to have not such bad memories and just look at that and say, you can see there's a really good cultured defender there. Yeah. But he, he's he's just had some terrible, terrible times of injuries, and he, he needs a good run in the team to get his match fitness back and his confidence back. You can see in that game alone what a good quality defender we, we could have there if we give him a bit of, bit of time and not be so hasty like we are nowadays, as, you know, as fans mm. and you write a player off after one bad game or something. But you know, it's, it's just what, common it, sense what? that you you need a few a run of five, six games to get anywhere near, you know, match fit. So I hope we keep hold of the guy because, you know, I think he, he he could be a good defender for us, especially if we go on to lose, you know, Louise or whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's, that's a great choice, Jace. And what about you, Gav? What have you chosen for your match? Uh, just purely for the, for the sort of the, the whole sort of weekend of it, I'm going to go for the semi-final Old Trafford versus Tottenham in 2001, uh, which probably was one of the most one-sided 2-1 victories you're ever going to see in your life. Uh, how 
Perez didn't score at least three or four that game is beyond me. But it was just for that. If I watch them again, it would be that, you know, not only for the fact that, you know, we beat Tottenham again in another semi-final. Uh, it was just for, for the memories that I'd have for the whole weekend. We, we went up the night, like the day before and we stayed at uh, my mate's sister's house who was uh, up at Sheffield in, at university. So we went out with all the university lot on the uh, on the Saturday night. Got trolled. Pint, I hope. I've no idea. <laughs> uh, I I know we like I say there was only there's there like four of us went up there and we went out with uh, and loads of our mates and we nearly got into trouble with one of the Sheffield firms as well on that night. And then we turned up at Old Trafford just to watch Tottenham fans getting run round Old Trafford. Uh, being extremely hungover because it was like a 12 o'clock kickoff. So by the time we got there, it was about 10 to 12. And, you know, we're still all absolutely hanging from the night before of literally no sleep and a, a night of drunken debauchery. Uh, and then we go in the ground and absolutely turn them over. Sol Campbell's last game for them. He went off injured. The last time he got back on a football pitch was for us. Uh, yeah. And, we, you know, yeah, just, it was just, it was just one of those weekends and then afterwards, it, you know, I think it took us about eight hours to drive home and, you know, the, the drive home, obviously going through cars at top supporters and top them buses and it, it, it was just one of those weekends. It, it really, it, it had, it had everything that you would want and more going away to watch football. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've I've even cut out some of the good bits in that story. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to. I mean, you just yeah, yeah, seriously. On this channel, you the don't best really, bits more like it's probably well, yeah. I mean, in I'm, your case, so Gab, yeah, probably. Sensible. Yeah, no. I mean, but like I say, I mean, it it was one of those games. It, it was two one. I mean, I, I believe they scored first. I, I think I can't remember, but we absolutely dominated them. I mean, Perez had about two or three three on ones with. Their keeper Sullivan, uh, who, who saved most of them, but it was just, it was just so one-sided. It really was one. Mm. It, you know, if if on another day that would have been five five or six one, yeah, it, it really would have done. Do you know what I mean? But we, it it was just never in doubt from the whole day that game, and it's it's just nice watching us absolutely demolish Tottenham, and that yeah. was a demolishing. Even though it's two one, it was a demolishing. Yeah, absolutely. No, great choice. And go just quickly popping back to your choice as well, Jace. When you talked about the Battle of Old Trafford and in that sort of game, it, what you give now to have a, to a whole team full of of um, players that literally fight for each other, you know. And the problem is the game's changed. Other. The game's changed, and you know you don't get you don't get that anymore, you know. But I mean, I, what I loved about that was. You know, I, I was listening to the Gooners pod and they had Mickey Thomas on it um, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And just that attitude, okay? And it's like we, we, we go back to the 4-2 with, um, uh, with, with, with Tottenham um, and, and the Unai. And, you know, you've, you've got them, uh, you've got uh, oh, Gwendozi and Rambo, you know, having a go at, the, at them. And, you know, they're not backing mm. down. But you know nowadays there's so many... You know, you, you look at the Battle of Old Trafford as a travesty with dot points. A travesty, you know. Um and but, but you can't get away with that nonsense anymore. 
You know, no, he, but you he can, can, he can still, he, you can still have that air and that aura about you that you ain't going to get pushed around those. And yeah. You, you know, <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. It, I, it's I, the I, character, I, isn't it? It's character. That, and you know what? I'm sorry to, but, but that, that's almost why I'll be really happy to be patient and just wait for the, this group of academy players to just gel together in a team and just play a lot of the youngsters, especially in, our, in this climate now, we can have no money. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, if we actually give them a chance, and to, because they've all been together since they were 10, you know, like these kids we've got now coming through the academy, a lot of them. And it's that sort of uh, atmosphere where that you could have, that, where they all grow together and they, all, they will all fight for each other. They've got each other's back, haven't they, you know? It, yeah, exactly. You know, you know it's I, that I, kind of team mentality I get, that you I, can I, bring. I, get, I, get, I suppose. I see that in our team at the moment. I've, I've seen that in, in the last few seasons. But I've also seen, you know, and it all it all turned at, on that 50th game when Mike Riley allowed mm. the Neville boys to kick the shit out of us and kicks off the park. And you've seen the number of broken legs we've had. You know, you've seen the number of games where, you know, we make a, a, a certain challenge, it's a booking, and then the, the opposition make it two minutes later and it, it, it's play on. Honestly, you know, yeah, you, you, you can, yeah, you can only play to the way you're allowed to play at times. And mm. I, I think at times we make too much out of it. It'd be great to see these youngsters come through. You know, you look at Willock, you look at Saka, you look at Nelson. There's talent everywhere. It'd, it'd be mad. It'd be magic to do that, okay, and not have to spend money. Mm. But I think sometimes we do ourselves down. You look at that Tottenham game, okay? None, none of those boys backed off. Not one of them backed off. That's why I put a lot of that down to the actual players themselves and their attitude on the day. And uh, as a like I said, I've said this uh, in the last couple of pods, and I don't, like, I don't like being so bad and down on on Unai Emery, but I, I, I see that we won that game despite him, uh, rather than because of him. You know, I think a lot of that was down to the character of the players. Looking at, I've watched it back a couple of times actually, and I can't get away from that fact. But anyway, it doesn't matter because it was a great game and we we won the match, but. Yeah, the character shown on that day was was fantastic, fantastic, absolutely. And uh, it moves us on to the next um, category, which is the game that you'd be quite happy to wipe from history. And it's back to you, Sai. So, which one have you gone for? Because there's quite a few in, in the history. <laughs> Yeah, um, mine's going to be an obvious choice, and I'm sure it's probably come up um, before, but it's got to be the Champions League final. Um, so much. Uh, I would love to have seen what had happened to the club had we won that, the players that would have stayed, the players that would have come in, uh, where Wenger would have built the team up um, after that. I didn't want to pick that because it's the obvious choice, but it still causes me heartache and pain now. Um, the other one that that sort of follows closely on that I guess is that that semi-final loss against United the the Ryan Giggs goal um again an obvious one but I, I wouldn't put that on the one I could wipe from history because I have to sit back and appreciate just the quality of that goal and it hurts and it was dreadful but and the chest air well that was even worse but the um yeah it was a it was one of those games where you just thought Burkamp penalty 
beyond doubt that wasn't going to happen and it did so it really hurt but to wipe it from history and not see it again I don't know so I've gone for the Champions League final and I think that gains more pain because it's been so long since we've been anywhere near getting back there we're not even in the same tournament now and uh, you know I, I hope that you know things are going to improve I hope that we get back into the Champions League regularly but I also don't want us to be a club that gets through the group stage and then goes out again. You know, I want us to have a run in that competition. I want us to get back into semi-finals and finals. So it hurts that we're not doing that. So for me, that's the one that I'd, I'd wipe out. Yeah, I could totally understand that. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm different in that respect because I, I was so proud of the, the lads that, that night. It was horrendous, mm -hmm. uh, the result. But I, I was just... I wouldn't want to get rid of it because it gave me... Uh, an incredible moment as well when Sol Campbell scored that goal yeah. and I thought it was just a moment of pure ecstasy and it was horrendous at the end with the result and everything but the overall time it's yeah. still great that we got there and I was really proud of the effort we put in and, and everything but I totally understand yeah. your your side as well and it could quite easily be the other way for me um, and I should say I wasn't disappointed with the performance or any of the players you know I think they no, all no, gave everything we were you know decisions went against us that night and you know, had it been 11, get a V11, maybe something different would have happened. I couldn't fault any of the players or anything in that game, but that feeling at the end was just... I totally uh, get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it completely. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it, I, it was just... Uh, it, it was... Yeah, it, it's the disappointment that sort of leads on from that. But, you know, with it leaving Highbury under all those promises of, of being the team that's mm. going to challenge and everything, and... Uh, you know, feeling like we've utterly lied to him. We left left Ivory for no reason. But there you yeah. go. It's just what it led yeah. to. Like you say, it's, it's, you know. Anyway, Chappers, what's your choice? Muted. You muted, Chappers. There we go. You're not calling back go. in the game. Oh, You're back, back in the, the game. game. Fucking amateurs, look. Right. Uh, <laughs> so The uh, fact that you're turning it off is incredible, actually. It's very <laughs> professional, so I won't worry about that. Just that one mistake. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it could have been any number of games, really. Um, I chose this game just because it is a... Um, it's, it's like a vintage example, a sort of standard example of, you know, Arsenal have everything and then all of a sudden just fucking collapse um so uh, i've chosen the 2010 <laughs> no it's not this time <laughs> this, although, this, it could, although it this, could have this easily could be any been... game it could have well exactly i mean i you know i was thinking about the watford game as well quite recently that's from but i thought no not another one oh, the newcastle the formal newcastle win which I also had written down oh, as well. The, the eight to Old Trafford. Well, oh, yes. But, um, uh, oh. yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I specifically remember this game. Um, uh, and I just, I remember not feeling right about it. So I've, I've not said what it is, have I? 2010, Wigan 3, Arsenal 2. Um, uh, and uh, it was at that point, um, yeah, it, at that point, quite a few of our kind of stronger characters had, had left. And I felt that maybe there wasn't quite so much uh, 
like harmony uh, within the dressing room. You know, we talked about the, the players sort of fighting for each other and, you know, and having character and sticking up for each other. And I think in that interview that Cess did quite recently, you know, he said something very similar that, you know, when the big characters kind of left, we lost, you know, uh, a big heart of, uh, uh, of that thing that, that it meant to be united and, and, and stand together for it. Um, but I just, just kind of remember, I think it was when the second goal went in. Nasri goes and he picks the ball up out of the net and he, he gives this look to I don't know, Sylvestra, I think it was. He gives this look to Sylvestra that basically says, yeah, we've won this, you know. <laughs> and and I just, uh, and at that, you know, at that point, I mean, we weren't, we weren't particularly brilliant that day. Wigan were pretty uh, stubborn and, um, and in the end, you know, they 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 scored like three in the in the last eighty minutes. That was the famous one of the famous Flappy Hansky incidents. Uh, yeah, yeah, Flappy Hansky let one in on on the uh, and I think uh, Moses Moses got one as well. Um, and it was just um, yeah, it was just uh, that, I, I that basically put paid to our title our title hopes. I mean, they were pretty slim at that point anyway, but. That was like, oh, it was off the back of a defeat from Spurs as well. And it's just one of those things. I mean, I'm a realist, man. You know, um, I, a lot of my friends, Arsenal friends, are quite sensitive. And, you know, I'll call it, if it's rubbish, I'll call it out and I'll say, no, man, that's rubbish. We, you know, um, but and that day was rubbish. It man. was, yeah. Was... I totally remember. <laughs> it, it was awful. And I, yeah. it was quite recently, I, I, I say I was listening to some old podcast and I came across the podcast after that the arse cast after that match yeah and relived it all via that and it was sort of obviously very fresh and raw when you're listening to it again and it, it brought everything back and it was horrendous that was a, yeah yeah it, it's it just a like complete capitulation for no, no reason whatsoever you know at the time <laughs> it's just that utterly crap attitude on the day that, wasn't it the, like that said, object yeah <laughs> it was yeah, just the look, and I remember the look, and I think I would just remember thinking, "Don't sure be so sure, mate. Don't be so sure." As well, weren't we? We were Sorry? right in the title race. Yeah, the we, we, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that that basically put pay to our chances. Uh, yeah. That was, um, yeah, we had a, a pretty, uh, yeah, pretty shitty run after that. It yeah, was, yeah, draws so and, and defeats. That... And a 4-0 win uh, that, you know, this is typical Arsenal. Again, 4-0 win on the last day of the season when it didn't, when it didn't yeah. count. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, well, that's a, if, if I can say that, it's a good choice for, for a game to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, it's just a classic example of the genre, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jason, what's yours? Dare I ask? Oh, well, there's three. Um, Zaragoza final. Oh, yeah. It had been mm. it had been a horrible season, you know. I mean, we'd said yeah. goodbye to George. And as much as, okay, you know, I don't want to go over gold ground, but fucking Naeem. You know, mm. I, I, I just, I, I still, I still feel sick at, at that. Um, the, the quarterfinal against Chelsea. Because oh, I thought that team, Wayne Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, that, do you know what? That, that, that is much more painful for me in lots of ways, yeah. in retrospect, than the losing the final, that one. We, oh, we should have won, won that year. We should have, we should have won it that year. Easy won it. It was the best team in Europe. Yeah. I'm yeah. not being funny. It's we the were. best team I'd ever seen. It's the best footballing team I'd ever seen. And for us, they to deserve to win it. They deserve oh. to win it. 
you know, I, I just I, I still feel sick at that game, okay? And yeah. uh, you know, but for me it is the Champions League final. Um it's the only time after a game I was in the pub down the road and a couple of United, uh, United fans were, were taking the piss and I, I I I went for one of them. You know, I I I would lost it. I'd lost the pot that night. I and you know, it, it was the injustice of it all. because I, I, I was thinking about the fiftieth game as well against United, where we get cheated mm. at the park by Mike Riley. You know, and anybody can go back and watch that game, and it's there. It's on video. You know, you, you, even my United mates, yeah, you know, the, it's a mistake. They all say it. That 50th game, we got cheated. But that Champions League final, you know, it was... I, I know where Boué dived for the free kick. Fine. Okay, fine. But the, the offside, it wasn't even contentious. Oh, Do you no. know what I mean? And... And as you said earlier on, Sai, they played so well. You know, they give. I was not ashamed to be an Arsenal fan that night. I just felt again, it's a bit like the Van Persie sending off. Oh, that, mate, that's the worst. Yeah. That's worst in, um, injustice. Yeah. in Arsenal history, I think. Yeah, <laughs> incredible that is. Incredible. And, and those are the ones that hurt me. I mean, for 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 shooting ourselves in the foot, it's the it's the Chelsea game, but. I felt we deserved that Champions League final. And, I, you know, I, I thought we played well with 10 men. Those guys left their guts out in the park. And you couldn't ask for more of them. Um, just a bit gutted. I, I felt Reyes should have started, but how can you leave, um, you know, Bobby out? You know, Dennis didn't get a game. But and unfortunately, I, I, as much as I love Thierry Henry, he had his chances and he didn't take them. He was dead on his feet at that. that uh, one yeah, again, he was tough to me. He's admitted he was just dead on his feet, didn't he? He could barely yeah. move his legs at that point. And it, 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 it's just that thing of being an Arsenal fan. It, you know, for a guy I love so much, you just wanted him to get, you know, that's your, if it's the only cup final goal you ever get, mate, this is the time to get it because it would have broken them. And, you know, so that, no, but that, that there's, there's, there's enough there, but, oh, God, I, I still have nightmares. I, I I'd be pulled off a guy in the pub. It was bad. You know, my behaviour was not good, lads. I stand the man said, sounds like some Welsh justice was handed out that night. Uh, no, no, no. To be fair, I just stopped before I could do anything. But, oh. but you know, they were goading, you know. And it's like, I don't mind a bit of banter. No, but, no. You know, you, uh, no, they overstepped the mark. It was horrible. I still have, I still have nightmares about that. Yeah. Well, sorry to bring it back up again. Thanks, mate. But I really enjoyed listening to it. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Gav, what was your choice? Oof, there's so many, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess, like I say, I mean, I'll go back to the 91 semi final against Tottenham at Wembley, really. I mean, I, 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 I thought that we was going to do the double that year. We was by far superior to everybody else we played. We lost. Once in the league to Chelsea uh, when Tony Adams was in jail, and then I think yeah, Steve Fold so got injured. So, yeah, so we, we, you know they only let in eighteen goals all season, and two of them were away to Chelsea in in the league. Uh, yeah. So there was there was that one. Uh, the only other two games that we lost that season, we lost six to at home in the League Cup to Man United, and uh, Lee Sharp absolutely tore us apart. He scored a yeah. hat trick uh, and was probably the best player I've seen against us 
in a one off performance. He just he just uh, broken through then, didn't he? He was very young then. Yeah, he was very young, yeah. Yeah, he looked like a world beater, didn't he, at that point? Yeah, no, he, he I mean he looked amazing, but obviously I I believe the uh the drinks and the substances uh quite possibly got to him at a young age. Especially Same at there. that time especially at that time in Manchester. Do you know what I mean this, you know, there was their uh their revival of their rave scene and, and all that malarkey was coming up just the same as it was oh, in yeah, London. Yeah, and, I was up there most of the time. Yeah, Manchester, Madrid. So I think that might have got to him. But like I say, I mean, and oddly, out of the three games we lost that season, I was at two of them. Uh, and my brother was at the other one. Uh, but yeah, no, if I had to get rid of one game that never happened, it, it was that, that semi final. So. Uh, at Wembley versus Tottenham, yeah. you know, a couple of mistakes, a couple of a couple of saves that Seaman would have normally have saved as well for two of their goals, and Lineker just caught one on the end, didn't he? But uh, like I say, I thought that year uh, was going to be the year we was going to do the double, which Definitely. which was huge back then. I mean, like I say, because I mean back then, you know, that was still the time that because of Liverpool fans murdering Ju- Juventus fans at Heysel, we were still banned from Europe. Yeah. So yeah. to to win the cup, either cup, was a huge thing, and to win the league as well was to, was a huge thing. And the fact that we was you know we were so so close to a double, we were so close to being invincible. Uh, but yeah, no, that that game for me. Well, we only lost that Chelsea game because Adams was in prison as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Adam, Adams was in prison, and I think Bold got injured in the first half and I think David Hillier was centre back it was because I mean there was only there was only two subs back then as well yeah so you only had there's only two subs on the bench so it was you know and even then we, you know like I say my brother always says to me we was unlucky to lose we were definitely that team is so underrated so underrated we were the, the top scorers in the league we let in 18 goals like you said and um, mm. we weren't boring. We were <laughs> far from it. Uh, and to nearly go, uh, you know, good, good, good. Yeah, and it Google Google Anders Limpar to see how boring we was that season. Uh, <laughs> I mean, his goal you know versus what? Liverpool. Oh, incredible! I know. And do you know, I still vividly remember. I was at, um, I think, what was it called? Not, uh, it was a pre-season tournament. Anders Limpar made his first start. Uh, it was, it was that a was the, that Mizuno was the... tournament or something. Um, Makita, and he's he unleashed his shot was, on his was, debut with his left foot, just right, really acute angle, and it arrowed into the far right top corner. It was incredible. Was it, what a finish! Was that good? Yeah, no, I, I think I was there because they done two of the two of the years of Makita were at Wembley. Yeah, it was at, it was and at I, Wembley, and one and one year it was uh, it was at Highbury. We played the Makita tournament was at Highbury one oh, year as well. It? That might have that might have been the year after. There was one year we, we played Tottenham one in the Makita, there was one other English club in there, and one year it was Liverpool, one year it was Tottenham, and one year it was West Ham. I think it might have been Liverpool. It was a Liverpool against Liverpool, wasn't it? That he so that must have Yeah, I, 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 it was like, Limpar's first start. That must have been ooh, that was at well, if that was at Wembley then that was uh, uh, that must have been at Wembley then. Yeah, I'm sure. It was. I know, I know. I went, I know. I went all three of them, but the the dates and the and I know the first two was at Wembley and one was at one was at Ibury. Uh, the West Ham one was at Ibury. Yeah, 
because I was yeah no quality <laughs> it was player. so exciting signing him because he you know it was uh, wasn't really heard of then it was like an, oh got an exotic player here cause Swedish yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> and he but he was so skillful and lightning and I loved him oh, I absolutely loved him I he still he, st- he still he still loves the Arsenal as well he still yeah. absolutely yeah. loves Arsenal and he really what? does it, when he left I I found out about him leaving. When I, I walked past the news agents and saw it at the back page, and he was like standing there with a, an Everton kit on, and I literally, I just about held back the tears. I'm like, what? What? He's huh? like, but there's no internet then. Obviously, I didn't know anything about it. And Jim, I just saw Anthony Limpard gone. My, one of my favourite players at the time. So exciting player. Two players. So the mad. Two players. I cried when they left. Okay, and the Tio and Damad. And Limpa's one and Raw Castle's the other one. Yeah, me too. Exactly, me too. I've got to be honest with you, I couldn't understand either of them. I th- no. And as much as I love George, you know, at those times, I hated his guts. And this is somebody who I held up there. You know, George yeah. was everything at the time, wasn't he? You know, he was he was the greatest. I'm so proud of him as oh, a manager. Yeah, yeah, I loved him. I loved the George, but I was, I was exactly the same as you, and I could not get my head around it. I, it's just it's weird when you look back. No internet, no sort of you know, no mobile phones, nothing. You just I just found out. I mean, I looked at those days. I looked at CFAX, and I rang whenever I went into a, one of my mates' house. I used to use his phone and ring the club call because it's so expensive. I couldn't do it at home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to, to find out your news. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Looking, looking yeah. Back. But I found out about 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, 08, <laughs> exactly the same. I, I work, I've got a, a Saturday job at a chemist delivering load of um, yeah medication to the elderly people and cleaning up the back office and that. And I used to use their phone all the time. I mean, I must have rung up a couple of grand, I reckon. Uh, but I didn't stay there long, thankfully. But yeah, it's uh, that was a, such a like you say a really underrated team. I think that uh, 1991. So, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, we're going to have to move on. Let's go on to the song that best summarises the Venga era for you. Um, and it's back to you, Si. And which one are you chosen? You've all got to be gentle with me. I found the songs pretty difficult, actually. Um, so I don't want any Mickey taking. Um, the Venga era... Um, well, my, my, my choice was I, I, I really Touch focused. Myself by the Divinals. So yeah, you, whatever you can't you can't be more embarrassing than that, mate. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, this isn't controversial at all, so I'm fine. Um, I obviously, with the Wenger era, went for everything that was good about it, rather than any of the feelings yeah, some Arsenal fans had towards the end. Um, uh, still, you know, the, the 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 change that he brought at the club, the type of football that we were playing every single week is just uh, I hold the guy in awe still. So um, mm. I actually going for a song. I was thinking of a song that had lyrics that meant uh, or that that resonated with me about the way we played football and all the good things about our club and tradition and the way we play, want to play football. Um, 
And then it popped into my head the famous song that we were singing about Freddie Jumberg, and I've gone for You're Just Too Good To Be True, which was Four Seasons. Well, yeah. Um, because the lyrics of that song were just, that just summarises just, just those words that echo the way that we were playing football for so many years. But it ended up as an Arsenal anthem as well for Freddie. So yeah, I thought that was just a, a pretty obvious choice. I don't know if anyone's well, come up with that before, but no, I thought no, that was I um, no. that's quite a nice one. It is. It's a fantastic choice, yeah. I, I I chose to do the same thing as well, like look at it as a whole. Because when I was younger, I never dreamt that I'd see Arsenal play the football that I was standing there watching, you know, um, under Arsene Wenger. And I, I just had to pinch myself sometimes because it was so incredible. So I, I chose to not split the Wenger era down, you know, down the middle or into thirds or whatever. Like, you know, it, some people have got every right to do. I chose to choose the whole era just because I, I never thought that I'd see Arsenal play football like that. Like I say, you know, just, I prefer to look back at it like that rather than to dwell on the, the, the worst parts rather than what, everything that was amazing about uh, what he brought to the club. What about you, Chappers? Um, well, I, I also had difficulty just... just... Whoa, you know what you're gonna what, what can you do? How can you sum up that entire epoch of Arsenal history? You know, um, in, in my opinion, you know the greatest epoch in, in Arsenal history. And um, so, obviously, yes. Like when you talk about um, things towards the end as well, you have to kind of consider that too. And I really, really struggled for a long, long time. And then I just thought it just sort of popped into my head. Really, it was the lyrics. Regrets. I've had a few. That, that was the, uh, the the kind of first thing um, that, that kind of came to head regrets. So I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. So, yeah, I chose Frank Sinatra's My Way um, because mm. Wenger really was, um, he was one of the last sort of real true true managers, you know? Um, yeah. When, when it comes to the, the structure of the modern club, um it was always kind of like the manager ran everything around the show, you know, and, and, and now it's changed an awful, an awful lot, you know, although it's, I do quite like to uh, listen to Arteta because he still refers to himself as a manager rather than a, than a head coach. Um, but mm. yeah, I, I, I just think that he was, he did everything, you know, his way and, and ran the show. And actually when things weren't quite, uh, uh, shall we say, rosy and, and perhaps, you know, he was getting a bit constricted and a bit kind of cut off from, from that whole sort of total control. Um, you, you know, he, he... He wasn't supposed to run the whole show, you know that, don't you? Well... The only reason he started <laughs> running the whole show was when David Dean got sacked. When, when they, the reason they sacked George Graham... Yeah. Uh, and the reason they exposed George Graham for the uh, for doing what every other manager was doing was yeah. because they, you know, David Dean and Fisman, etc. they wanted a, you know, a, you know, a club that was going forwards yeah. and they wanted a, a manager who was just going to deal with the management of players. When David Dean left, it left a chasm that Wenger stepped into, mm-hmm. which completely diluted what he's done. But mm-hmm. if David Dean had never... Uh, played his cards the way he played with and fell out with Danny Fisman, then Wenger wouldn't have been in that position of being the modern manager. Uh, and like I say, that's why they wanted rid of George Graham. So it was more through 
Faulkner design uh, right. that Wenger actually ended up in that position in the first Talking instance. About sliding doors moment. But I, I mean, yeah, well, know, basically, he, yeah. He, yeah. But he did with it. He did with it what he could, didn't he? And and he sure achieved an awful lot. Um, I mean, I for one would, and and obviously, you know, like I say, when Gazidis and uh, and everybody kind of tighten the net a little bit, then uh, um, you know he he had to kind of well, you know, it isn't for me anymore. Um, but I really am kind of looking forward to that book. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, uh, definitely. definitely <laughs> anyone else looking forward yeah. to that? So I was just thinking about that and wondering how yeah. uh, how honest that was going to be, and uh, you know, quite quite what it will say because I always got the impression that you know, like you're, you're absolutely right. When David Dean left the club, there was this this massive hole, and that's where Wenger started to have to spread himself around, doing other things and commenting on things that maybe he wasn't commenting on before. But the people around him just didn't step up either. You know, no, when no, you talk with Gazidis was, was just mentioned, you know, either he just oh. didn't seem qualified to, to do the job. And I wonder how we, I, I wonder how honest Wenger will be about the people that he worked with. Well, um, with, with, with hindsight, it's probably it's probably a very good thing that Gazidis didn't step up much further than he did. Because yeah. the geezer was an absolute yeah. out-and-out clown. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean, we used to, we used to rib him about, uh, uh, what do you do? Uh, there was a song, Ivan Gazidis, what the... Uh, you do and uh, uh he mm. took that very very personally and still to this day i, I wonder what the fuck he did i really <laughs> hope that it, it's got some good revelations in the book i just i don't know i can't get it out of my head yeah, the problem is i think sorry say that again it's integrity is going to be the issue isn't it you yeah, know you're exactly. not going to tell people down the river he'll be on no, it i can't see it I, I I would love I've all I ordered it straight away, okay, you know. Mm. And I, I ordered one of the um autographed versions and and the one thing you I wish to be, I wish oh they was they went they went in no time. Yeah. But I, I wish he was honest about it. Because there's you know, look whichever way you look at it, there's his version, there's other people's versions of events, and somewhere in the middle there's the truth. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not Saint Arsene, as much as I love him, <laughs> it's not Saint Arsene and you know, choosing cutlery. Why is he doing that? You know, th- th- that's the bit that I, I, I that frustrated me. But yeah, I, I think it's two great choices. Yeah, yeah. Hey, really good, really good. What about yours, Jace? I, I, you know, there's kind of three songs that come to mind. Okay, um, Foo Fighters. I love the Foo Fighters. It's like the best of you. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I find the, the Foo Fighters exciting. I found Arsene's football exciting. Um, there's, yeah. there's, there's Crazy in Love by Beyonce. I don't know why, but that, it, it just caught an ear and it's exciting again. But the yeah. one that, that kind of got me was That's Entertainment by The Jam. And you listen yeah. to the lyrics and they're so cerebral, they're so clever, they're so emotive. And, you know, when you watch, when you watch Tony Adams, Playing football, you know, being let loose to play football. When he watched he bowled, you know, like you're talking about the Everton goal, you know, and putting that ball through, and you you saw Vieira, you saw Nanelka come through, you saw Thierry, you saw all these fabulous players, and uh, I, it's the jam that's entertainment because I just I never thought, you know, I didn't realize football people like that. Even watching Brazil, yeah. you know, it's still the best football I've seen. Do, do you remember that headline at, at some point? It, it either said Arsenal 
would, would beat Brazil or Arsenal are better than Brazil or something. It was on the back of the papers one day when, in you know, in our height. I just remember that. I've got a distinct memory of, well, I say distinct memory. I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, it was yeah, worse yeah. to that effect anyway. But it was so, it was just amazing to see, you know, that breathtaking and uh, I've said this before and I do apologise people have been listening to the, the podcast for a while but we at that time could treat an opposition corner as a goal scoring opportunity for us because we were st- within seven seconds we were down the other end of the pitch and the ball was in the back of the opposition net it was just frightening it was just I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing you know at you, that point you, you look at that time great. Okay. you looked it so good right and, and and Ferguson is such a domineering character, and nobody went to Old Trafford to try to win. Nobody. And mm. Arsene took him up, and he went to win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, he stood there, and he, he had all the shit thrown at him. You know, when he said, oh, you know, we can go through a season unbeaten, they all laughed him, they all mocked him. And the next season, he goes and does it. Mm. You know, I, 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 you just saw these, you know, when, when, when you look at that, that last Invincible season and you, you look at Dixon in the t- still in the team and you know what I mean? You, 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 I just thought oh, it was magic. It, I was so excited watching football. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm a rugby boy. I only like football because of the Arsenal. Because of a cup final in 78. That's the only reason I like football. I don't talk about monkeys otherwise. Do you know what I mean? I, I you know, I watch a Bundesliga game of the day and I'm bored of it by half time. I'm an Arsenal fan. I only watch Arsenal. I only yeah. watch Arsenal matches. I'm not interested in anything else. And, 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 yeah, I, I only watch Arsenal. Yeah. I don't I watch anything else. And the thing is, okay, I love George Graham so much. When he went, I felt bitter, you know? And then to have Arsene come in and then to see some of the football he played. Oh. And I know we had a rock, we've had a rough ride, and it was a roller coaster ride. But you know, God, it, it's it's so. You look back and we're George Graham, George New, George Novus. Do you know what I mean? Then he, I, laid, so, he, he laid the foundations for Vegas yeah. to build on. That's for sure. I, they, they they all go hand in hand, don't they? They yeah, all they do. Hand yeah. hand. And and, and, and you know, I, it's, it's Moon Eye Emery. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> but it's that side of it, you know. You, you, you can't diminish George's achievements. You can't. No, no. You know, and the good thing is, you know, since the 89 documentary came out a couple of years ago, I think he's getting a lot more of the credit that he actually deserves now, finally. People who have forgotten, I say they've forgotten. I never really um, held it against George about going to, to uh, Spurs at the end of the day. I didn't like it at all, but it didn't mean I hated the guy. And, and finally, now I think after all this time, George Graham is finally getting the respect that he deserves as uh, as the manager because of this documentary has really brought it back round again into people's minds that uh, you know the younger generation fans are, are respecting him, and I really like that actually because he deserves it at the end Absolutely. of the day. And uh, the fact that when he was the Tottenham manager, whilst he was Tottenham manager, he had the Arsenal crest tiled on the bottom of his swimming pool still because he's a gooner and you you got to love him for that can't not love him you know he's a great he, and so, he's a great man he is yeah i'm going to move on to you gav what is your um <laughs> you choose to summarize your thoughts on Wenger era 
Right, yeah, no, it's been a hard one. This I've actually when you sent me the questions last week, I've been thinking and thinking and asking mates, and I've been researching songs and I love all, the all sorts. You, put, you guys have put. All, nah, all it's brilliant. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The rest of it was pretty easy. Uh, it's just this one is it, so hard to find a song of someone that was so great and ended up so poor uh, and the slide down from it from good to bad or from, you know, from, you know, so, I mean, at first I was thinking of uh, Don't You Want Me Baby uh, played in reverse. (laughs) So it it ends up with the woman uh, who's made something brilliant of her life. Uh, and she ends up a, a poor waitress. Uh, but like I say, not even through the words of the song, because the words of the song doesn't really make complete sense, but the song that I'm going to put towards it is Love Will Tear Us Apart. Because yeah, great one. basically the, the, the love of Arsene Wenger and the love of what he did actually tore apart the fan base completely down the middle. Uh, to those who felt he still had something to give and for those who knew he didn't. So, yes, yeah, so love, love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. Great choice. That's a really good, really good one. And all I'll say, I mean, I, th- I agree totally that there's so many you know, poor decisions that were not strengthening the defence and, you know, and so on, blah, blah, blah. But how many managers across the world and throughout history would give their right arm that during their worst possible time, they still win three FA Cups. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing, really, isn't it? So, when you think of it that way. It, yeah, but, no, I, I mean, I, I appreciate that. And obviously, you know, the name of my blog is She Wore the Other Ribbon. I mean, you know, mm. I, I love the FA I'd love the FA Cup. I've, I love I've, the FA I've Cup. loved it since I was a, as a child, yeah. you know. We played Wembley just, over the park every Saturday, of, you know what I mean? Just to butt in just quickly, yeah, um, Paul Merson said, and this will make a lot of the, again, the younger sort of generation absolutely laugh, but he said, at the time, when we were kids, when we were young, the FA Cup was much bigger than the Champions League is now, the Champions League final yeah. is now. It, it was, it was the, how many millions, of, uh, billions of people across the world watched it? And it was, it was like um, so exciting. And it, it was the it I was, think it was, was, it was because yeah it was it basically it was because it was the only live it was the only game that was shown live yeah and and like I say you would have the you know on the BB, on BBC you would have the whole day build up and you know all yeah, the papers yeah. would the would local have butcher making a special sausage named after one of the players yeah it it was you know it it was all of that it, it's and obviously then you've got the point where. You know, it was huge, and I mean that's. You've also got the fact that once again, you know, there was no European competitions for a few years. Uh, the FA Cup was even more renovated. Uh, yeah. I mean, nowadays, nowadays the, the FA Cup for the for the top the top clubs that are competing in Europe, uh, and Wenger was guilty of this a lot of times as well. Uh, yeah, he no. would rest players for the FA Cup. I mean, I remember we went up to Old Trafford. Uh, I think it was 2003 yeah. or 2004, and we got Man United away. In, we got no, no, we got Man United away, yeah. 
in the FA Cup in about the third or fourth round. And we've got up there and it was something like Perez and Henri started on the bench. And Man United played a full team and we still beat them 2-0. But Wenger was one of those that was sort of guilty uh, as much as everybody else of playing a weakened team in the FA Cup. And now we're at a situation with, it, with the FA Cup because the, the prize money is so poor and because the, the money of getting into Europe is so high and even because the money of getting promoted is so high or the money from getting relegated from the Premiership is so much of a difference, you get literally every team doesn't play a full-strength team in the FA Cup until you get to sort of like the quarterfinal, semi-final stage. Oh, no, uh, and like I say, I mean, Arsene Wenger, for his seven FA Cup wins, uh, he was as guilty of starting off that trend as anybody else. Because, I mean, you know, are you going to play a full team, you know, at home to bloody Sheffield United on a, on a Saturday if you're away to Juventus on the Wednesday? You're not going to do it. Uh, purely for the fact it, it, it's down to the money. And that's why the FA Cup has lost a bit of its prestige is because of the fact that there's not enough money in it. But from a fan's point of view, from a match-going fan's point of view, getting a big allocation away in the FA Cup is, is, is amazing. Getting to the final of the FA Cup is amazing. Do you know what I mean? It, it's what it's... It's what supporters want. Supporters want, you know, you, you want to get go out for a day and all of your mates can get a ticket and you all can go and it's somewhere nice for a beer up for the weekend. So if, the, the effort, you take, do you know what I mean? That, that's, well. I was going to say, if you're a big table team, I just don't get the fact that if you, if you could genuinely sort of hardly got any chance, really, realistically, of winning the league or getting to, you know, if you're Newcastle, if you're Everton, if you're West Ham, Leicester, whatever... I don't understand why those managers just don't go all out for for winning the the FA Cup, especially now you you get the Europa League's place as well, you know. But that just shouldn't matter for the glory. You should why why they don't go after the FA Cup? It really mystifies me when if you've got mm, you know it's, really. It's, it's I, I can understand yeah. playing a weak, slightly weaker team if you're in the Champions League, but. Even though I'm not still not happy about that, but if you if you are West Ham or whatever or Newcastle, why wouldn't you go after winning the FA Cup? I, I don't get well, it. That, 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 that's that's the thing. I mean, <coughs> it's that's the way the premier the Premiership is at the moment. If you look, there's probably still if you look at sixth or seventh, it's going to get into Europe next year. You could probably go down to about 14th, who could still put a run together and get up to that position. Oh, yeah, and then when you, you and then when you look, then when you look from 14th from below, they could still put a run together, which could end up getting relegated. And it's purely down the reason why people, you know, clubs don't play full strength team in the FA Cup is a is just all just down to the money. It's completely it. down to the money. You, you don't look at that when you're at the end of your career. You're not going to say, oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Side. We stayed yeah, in the Premier League for five years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just mad, isn't it? You, you just want, well, you exa- want exactly. You want glory. And like, yeah. Exactly. And like I said, I mean, glory's exactly. the word. And you, you, I mean, you can, like, I mean, Wenger decides all the, you know, he deserves all the plaudits in the world for the fact that he's, he's, the, he's the highest winning 
uh, manager of the FA Cup with is it seven, I believe. Someone nod their heads. Yeah. Yep, seven. Right. But you still got to remember he went nine years about a trophy. And that mm. was nine years where he was resting players for FA Cup games. Mm. So 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 there you go. Love will tear us apart again. Good choice. Yes, we're going to have to uh, sort of start moving through them because I've got until about half, got about ten more minutes um, before I've got to go. So let's just move through this uh, these last two couple of categories. The Emery era, which I like to try my best to pretend never happened, but it did unfortunately. So, Sai, which one have you chosen for that? Uh, I've chosen with or without you, you two. Um, purely because I remember, I think it was after we were Brilliant. beaten Brilliant. very easily 3-0 by Man City at the Emirates. Um, we'd gone through weeks and weeks of this inept leadership that we'd had the Xhaka incident against Palace. And it just seemed to, week in, week out, we had different decisions and different, um, just strange things going on with Emery, which we don't, I won't go into now, but... I just I remember it coming onto my phone on the train home, and I still remember it now. I just think, with or without him, we're still Arsenal. We'll get through this. It was only a matter of time before he went. Um, yeah, that's why it was on my yeah, phone on that day after fantastic. the City game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a really good choice. Very good choice. But you, Chappers. Yeah, brilliant choice, Simon. Um, I, I I spent my sort of um, teenage years going to festivals and watching rock bands and indie bands. One of the bands that I really, really used to love going to see was Therapy. Do you remember them, Therapy? Yes, yeah, yeah. They did that album, Trouble Gum. Brilliant yeah. album. Uh, just really angry, um, and uh, but quite melodic as well. And there's, a, there's, a, there's an album track um, on there. I think they released a single as well. It's called Nowhere, but the chorus goes, Going Nowhere going nowhere um so I, <laughs> so I chose, uh, that one came to me very very easily and, and like uh as soon as that happened actually I, I just dissecting some of the other lyrics it's like fuck did they not write this about emery it's like one of the yeah. what, what, so um oh, first line is <laughs> is i never picked you out um uh what, what uh, one of the other lines is uh shouting at the world you'll never change but it's yeah. what's inside you've got to rearrange, like not playing Lucas Torreira uh, and there's an attacking midfielder. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not uh, the new Eden Hazard. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, or uh, and uh, the other lyric I'll, I'll just comment on is uh, uh, making up for what you never had, losing yeah. every single thing you ever had, including yeah. matches. So yeah, that's my choice. Going I'm blaming nowhere, a white witch. <laughs> Yeah, that was incredible, uh, wasn't it? That was like the best. That, that like, topped it all off, that did, didn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, every excuse under the sun. No, everyone's fought apart from his. You know, who who, who thought which of we a got girlfriend? Hexed. They hexed yeah. him. <laughs> Nutcase. So we, when they go back after this layoff. All the players are going to have to go and piss on all the goalposts just to get rid of it, aren't they? <laughs> <We're in the laughs> <laughs> right, Jason, what's yours? Um, Shaggy, it wasn't me. He never. <laughs> oh, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> he didn't take responsibility for a damn thing, and he can go. Perfect. Fuck Perfect. Daddy's gone, don't fantastic. come back, fuck off. I, 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 yeah. I, I tried to be nice about him when he first left. I, I, you know, you could see it from the very start. 
the dog shit football in the 22 match unbeaten run. He never tried yeah. to improve performance, didn't make the effort to do it. He got everything he deserved. I tried to be nice about it, but when he starts blaming the players after the fact, to save his own ass, he can go to he can rot in fucking hell. Yeah, sorry, that's my yeah. And at the weirdest moment in my got to be right up there as the weirdest moment in my football watching history is when Lacazette scored the last-minute equaliser against Southampton and no one in the crowd or no one on the pitch even batted an eyelid. No one, he almost looked embarrassed about scoring that goal and that is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And he brought it all on himself. That's just... How can you explain that? It's just mad, isn't it? I've, crazy. I, I don't think we'll ever see that again. It's just... I I don't, I've never seen it from any other team either. You know, so someone so miserable that they scored a last-minute equaliser, uh, and even the fact that we're in that position of having to score a last-minute equaliser against Southampton. You know, anyway, he's got that hardiness about him, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Gav, what's your choice? Well, surprisingly enough, I'm looking at it slightly different to the uh, the Wengerites <laughs> that you've had before me. Uh, Mission Impossible theme tune. Because yeah. yeah, just quite quite literally, whoever took over that job was on Mission Impossible. It it weren't happening for for any anybody. Uh, the fans were a little bit too quick to get on his back. The players were a little bit too quick to not want to change. Uh, would it have been too early for Arteta? Would he have been too young still, too close to a few of the players? Probably. But it's almost like I look at him as like Bruce Rioch. Yeah, yeah. You, you gave us some good times. It weren't great. You fell out with players. Bruce Rioch obviously famously fell out with with Adams and uh, more. Well, right. he, he fell, fell out incredibly with Ian Wright. Yeah. So, yeah. Winterburn, yeah, he was gonna he was gonna sell Winterburn as well. Yeah. I saw that as well the other day on the, the Winterburn thing that he done. I thought that was brilliant, the Winterburn thing the other day. But anyway, yeah, to keep it short and sweet, it was it was Mission Impossible. Whoever took over after Wenger uh, was not gonna last two years. Yeah, not gonna last two it, years. It, it would have helped if he had any kind of tactical knowledge, but yeah, I totally get your point. But uh, no, he, he was on a hiding to nothing. But he didn't. I don't think he helped himself. You know, um, by allowing uh, you know, a massive like Grand Canyon-sized hole in our midfield, just allowing the opposition nah, to run it out of defence. You know, it's, it's 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 very very hard to take over what he become, which was a middle manager. I mean, you went from Wenger, who was an all-controller, and then you went from Emery, who come in just in control of the players and you had people in, in front of him buying players for him and selling these players, etc., etc. It was a very sort of strange time for the whole club. We lost Gazidis, thank God. Uh, and, you know, it was ages until they bought in a do uh, to prop up the, the three-man director's team. And it was just sort of literally a season of complete reshuffling from top to bottom from the club. I mean, 
when well, Wenger went. Raul, wasn't it? That's Raul and the power. Sort of, I mean, I, I could go on for yeah, a, whole, no. a whole show about Raul, mate. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. That as well. That, that's it. That's the cunt who's next on the hit list. If you come back, if you, <laughs> if, if you could agree to come back on a show another time in the near future, Jace, we can have a good chat about Raul because I've got a lot to say about the guy. But he is um, the, a big problem, I think, at the club. Big, big problem. And we need to, you know, look at. But I'm worried about him. But anyway, I'm going to have to move on. But I do appreciate that, Gav. Completely appreciate those thoughts. And it's uh, very, very valid. Absolutely. I'm not going to say it ain't. Um, right. This is a one that's obviously you need to project a little bit, clearly. But... What's your choice for how you see things now under Arteta? Very early days, I know, side, but what would you? What are your initial thoughts on that? Uh, I have gone for yeah, yeah. I've gone for uh, lifted by the Lighthouse family um, <laughs> more than the first sort of oh, month lovely, of, lovely. Of, him, of him coming in really than than what's going on now or what I think he'll achieve. That's a really good I think choice. he'll do good things with us, but that's how it made me feel. Uh, number yeah. one, Emery going, but number two, someone coming in. And then the first time he actually spoke to us, and not not just understanding what he said, but how clear he was, how determined he was, how focused he was. There was no wishy-washy answers that you could interpret a million ways or the other. He was very straightforward mm-hmm. about it all. And I just think that's how he is with his players. And I think it's how he is internally in the club. And yeah, I just think the title lifted. It just, yeah, that, that's really how it good. felt when, when when he came in. Perfect, yeah. Oh, I can't really add anything to that. It's very, very true. What about Chappers? Um, I well, I I struggled with this one a little bit as well. Uh, I was first of all going to go with the theme for the Lego Movie, um, or something. Someone from think hair. of that because <laughs> really, someone. I can't remember who it was. Who was it? Um, perfect because of the leg. Uh, his Lego hair as well. You Lego know. hair. Lego hair. Exactly. Um, but in the end, uh, sticking with Irish rock bands, uh, I went with uh, Boys in the Betterland by Fontaine's DC. Don't know if you know that mm. tune. Um, but uh, if you don't know the tune, it's no. just an absolute belter of a tune, really. It's just absolutely full of energy and spirit. And um, as I was just sort of staying there, you know, um, I think when Mikel came in and just gave that first press conference and, uh, and, and lifted everybody, you know, you could tell that there was that sort yeah. of esprit de corps there. And, um, uh, so, but the song is 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 kind of really full of energy, but also it's it's about sort of um, getting out of where you are and kind of going to a better place, going to a nicer mm. place, you know, where somewhere where the grass is a bit greener. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's got some good lyrics. Like uh, my favourite one is, "It's refreshing the world in mind, body, and spirit. Mind, body, and spirit. You better hear it and fear it." So, um, okay. yeah, Thank hopefully, you, uh, absolutely. Hopefully, well, you know, it, t- it was refreshing, wasn't it? Refreshing yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because even absolutely. like the last few years under Wenger, it was almost like, you know, he recorded um, a, a, a post-match press conference and just kept, yeah. you know, just, just press play on his phone. When, well, he came so good at it, didn't time. he? And yeah. it, I mean, God, we couldn't understand. He might as well just spoken, you know, Cantonese. Um, <laughs> for all what we can understand, we're under Unai Emery. Mm. And then, you know, when we finally, after all these years, got, um, you know, got Arteta. to hear 
Arteta. Yeah. It, was, it was refreshing and it was nice to hear. And, and I uh, think it was it was the simplicity of his language as well. Um, you yeah. know, when he came, it was very clear, very concise. You knew exactly what it was about. He knew exactly what it was about as well. You know, and um, just going back to the song, it's not, you know, tech necessarily very technically proficient, but it's just an absolute barnstormer of a, of a song, you know. And, and, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's, it's elegant in its simplicity. Yeah, fantastic. Jason, what's yours? Um, it smells like teen spirit, Nirvana. I remember the first time I heard this. I, you know, you know the first time you heard it, the song and just think, oh my fucking God, this is the greatest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> yeah. That's what I felt when I heard this. You know, the, the lyrics, you know, I'm worse at what I do best and this gift I feel blessed and, mm. you know, here we are now entertain us. It, I just felt so excited when I heard this song first time. Yeah, yeah. And Arteta wasn't my first choice, I'll be honest there. But I like the way he's come in, he's owned it. As opposed to Unai, he's come in, he's taken responsibility, he's taken ownership of what he's doing. And I'm bloody excited about what the future holds of him. So, yeah, you know, um, oh, it, oh, come on, come on, keep have you been listening to um, and watching the the Ian Wright phone calls? Really, you know, the, on his channel, what YouTube channel? And, yeah, I'm gonna call you. Oh, yeah, you should yeah, listen yeah. to the one he uh, made to Arteta. Absolutely, oh, it's brilliant. So yeah, good. Brilliant. It's brilliant. So so good. good. Yeah. He's also yeah. made he's made one to David Luiz as well. And what I liked about the David Luiz one was what he said about Arteta as well. That was just so good as well about his thoughts on Arteta and what he wants to do to the club, you know, the way he, the changes he wants to make. Uh, well worth a watch. You're only, you know, a couple of, you know, five minutes or so, probably per call. He does like two or three calls per episode. Okay. Definitely have a look because I just love to hear. And the way he said that you should never have to um, beg a player to stay at Arsenal or ah. beg a player to come to Arsenal. We are the Arsenal you should want to come from anywhere. And if you don't, then I don't want you here anyway. But worse to that effect, basically. But he said, you know what Arsenal's like, Ian. You know, what I'm talking. And so I believed what he said. He, it was it was genuine what he said about his love for the club and the, and the fact that we are the Arsenal. And it, it was really nice to hear. And uh, it, it was a change. It was a nice change. And it made you feel proud again, you know, about uh, what he's doing and... I think I, I genuinely feel excited about you know having him at the at the helm. Yeah. What's your choice, Gav? Hmm. <sighs> it's not really a song that I think it sums up my emotions. The words don't, but the emotions do, and it's mm. "I Feel Good" by James Brown. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, that uh, was... Because I, I, I just, I. I you know, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't Arteta's greatest fan as a player for Arsenal, but I did watch him at Glasgow Rangers a few times, and I did used to watch him and see him on the uh, highlights for Everton, mm. and basically when he came in as a player, he was on his way down, he'd had a couple of injuries which were career-threatening, and he was trying to replace one of our greatest midfielders ever in Cesc Fabregas. No matter what you think of how he left, Fabregas was one of our greatest midfielders. I don't uh, get but, how anyone could be angry with that. 
But yeah, oh, you, you yeah, Fabregas can, you know, he can he can split the fan base in half. Talking about Fabregas, yeah, uh, but it's it's just how I feel. I mean, as you said, how he spoke in in that Ian White interview just said to me, he said when he when sort of Ian White was trying to pull him about signing players and players' contracts and all that, and he said, well, he said, you know, I can't do his accent, but it, it was well, Ian. The first thing I want to know is, is the player hungry to play for Arsenal? Does that player want to come to the Arsenal? He said, because it's the Arsenal. Exactly. If, yeah. if you haven't, if you, if you don't want to play for the Arsenal to start with, I'm not going to start begging. Why, 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 why are we even talking money? And that, yeah. that's, it's that attitude. He, he's, he's, from a player, even though, like I say, we, you know, yeah, whatever anybody says, Arteta as a player in full bloom was an attacking midfielder. Mm. Uh, we ended up seeing him as a as a deep playing playmaker almost, uh, which he had to grow into. Uh, but I'm optimistic because he's had two career threatening injuries, which he got through. So he's got the mindset to how he got through to transfer to the other players that are going through that and have to go through that. Uh, he was a young player playing out of his country, which he did when he came over as a young player from Spain. Uh, his tactics look good. His setup looks good. I, I, I just love him. And I, you know, I, there's nothing about him as a manager that I don't like at the moment. No, me Not too. Me too. I'm really he's, glad to he's hear got the whole thing. Because, do you know what else was great about that telephone call with Ian Wright? The way uh, Ian Wright brought up Kieran Tierney and he, his face lit up. You know, Arteta, yeah. and, and he's talking about his passion and his attitude and uh, the way that he loves to play football and um, natural mm. enthusiasm, and his face just lit up. It was uh, so good to see. It's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> bloody hell. Well, I just, yeah, I love the bloke. I can't find any negatives at the moment. And um, Yeah, no, exactly. And he, he's, he's credited at Man City with doing a lot of work with the, the younger players yeah. coming through, uh, and I bet... If there was an interview with Sterling, Sterling would give him a glowing reference as well. So, I mean, you can see he wants the he, he wants the youth to come through. He wants the hungry players to come through. He's Saka the way Saka's coming through uh, was brilliant. He's already he's pulling in he's pulled in about another three players from the youth setup already for the training so far. Uh, yeah, like I say, and. I feel good because Arteta's doing it and I feel good because we've got probably one of the best crop of under-21 players coming through the club that we have done for many, many years. Uh, going back to sort of like when Jack was coming through and we, we won the you know the Youth Cup a couple of times and then going back to when, when we were kids and, you know, you've got the Adamses. Thomas, Merson, Rowcastle, Keown, all that lot coming through at the same time. And I'm really positive with the, the young players we've got coming through, with or without multi billion pound bloody Me too. You know, like purchases. I said and Arteta's so the man to do it. Arteta yeah. is the man to bring these kids through, without a shadow of a doubt. I'd love to see them all getting proper game time. And Emil Emil Smith Rowe is um, 
People are saying, say, "Oh well, he's he's only doing it at, at Huddersfield." That does my head in. He's not he's not at Huddersfield because that's his level. He's at Huddersfield to make him stronger. You know, play against mm. real men. There are you know seasoned professionals yeah. and just get him tougher and, and build up his his uh, strength. And yeah, he, it, that, he yeah, looks really yeah. exciting. You know, he looks. The really Huddersfield exciting. players no, exactly. have been really giving, I mean, it, it, giving him some. Sorry, the Huddersfield players have really been giving giving him some props as well, you know. Mm. Yeah. And it's the fans. A, and the Huddersfield fans. Huddersfield fans are loving him, mate. Absolutely people, loving him. People like it just think he's at Huddersfield because that's his level. It ain't his level. You know, he's there just no. to just get his fitness and uh he's had to, a nasty <laughs> injury, but I've got a lot of time yeah. for him as well. So I mean the amount of quality we've got coming through is uh, quite phenomenal. Um, so I'm really it's, excited. It's, it's an hour. It's an hour-long show on its own. Just about, just about, you know, to even scratch the surface of the is, kids yeah. we got coming through. But like it I say, is. I mean, you know, Saka, Reese Nelson, you know, Nelson. Well, it's just there's just too many. There's, there's too a, many of them coming through at the few, moment. Um, we've had Daniel Ballard, Zach Medley, um, Ty, um, uh, la, 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 what's his name? Um, Trey Coyle. Balligan looks tasty. A Balligan, yeah. But there's, mm. I'm just thinking we've had four put up into the first team to train with the first team at the moment as well, haven't we? They're looking promising. Yeah. Ballard, Medley, uh, Trey Coyle. And who's the other one? Matt Smith. Midfielder Matt Smith. Yeah. Who looks, uh, well, they, they really, really like in the academy. And I'll tell you what, another positive, and I, we're going to have to move on because I've really got to go. I'm already a bit late, but we'll, we've, we've found the last uh, few questions. But, um, uh, I've completely forgot. Oh yeah, Per Mertesacker. He's another great positive for the club at the moment. Uh, he yeah. had a call with Ian Wright as well, another one. And he's, the way he talked about Arteta as well and his plans uh, for the art academy and the way that he treats the kids is, again, something that we can be really, really happy about. Did you, have you heard that one, uh, Gav? That call? Yeah, it was. It wasn't as memorable as the uh, as the Arteta one, but it's uh, you, you've, you've got to, what I got out of that is, and I was on a podcast on the uh, Burkamp one year, a couple, a good few years ago, and we had uh, Balanger, the the news reporter, the Sky German reporter, or the Spanish reporter. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was saying about the attitude of the youth players from Germany when they, they start getting through to the first team and they get their first contracts. And he was saying that the German, the, the young German players, even once they start playing for the first teams, are sort of still in, a little bit embarrassed to go out and show their wealth or to go out and buy a flash car. He said, whereas the young English kids who are earning you know, 10 grand a week and they're playing for the fucking youth teams yeah. are going, are driving about in underground cars. He said it's almost like an attitude. So the fact we've got a German, we, like I say, and I don't mean this to be any sort of no, disrespect right. to any any nationality, but Absolutely, the Germans yeah. have got a, a different mentality when it comes to players and bringing players through and teaching players that, okay, well, yeah, you're in. You're playing the under twenty ones for Arsenal, but and you're getting a hundred grand a year, or you know five hundred grand a year, or whatever it is. But you haven't made it yet. 
you're, and it's the it's the German mentality that Mertesacker has got, yeah. Which I think is absolutely ideal to kick some because let's be honest. I mean, we've got you know let's let's go back. England haven't won the bloody World Cup since 1966, and we ain't come bloody close, right? And it's because of the fact that the kids, are, the whole setup of English football has been wrong for literally the whole of my life, right? And I'm, I'm nearly as old as Jason, right? But it's that that's just how it is. And the fact that we've got a German who's a World Cup winner and he's done it in Germany, he's done it over here. The fact that we've got him uh, who's heading up the academy uh, and he's looking after the coaches, he's teaching the coaches. And from all accounts from a few people that I know that get access to youth cup games, youth games, etc. cetera, uh, he's pretty much hands-on and pretty much in attendance all the time as well. So the fact that we've got a little bit of German mentality into it, uh, he's just one hell of a positive, and obviously him and Arteta being mates. I mean, come on! It's what, Do you know what I mean. Said, yeah. Come on! <laughs> it's what he said about Arteta. He said that when he walked through the door, he was absolutely delighted that we'd appointed him. He was uh, Arteta's vice captain, and mm. um, he said that when Arteta was that um, he said, "I expect you to stand with me and back me up as captain." And follow my lead, basically. Worse than that effect, didn't he? In that, that yeah. call to Ian Wright. And um, he was glowing about Arteta as well. And that's mm. just what filled me full of uh, positivity as well. Yeah. It, it's, it's the thing. I mean, like I say, I mean, I, I went to, I saw an interview with, uh, oh, bloody hell, I can't even remember his name now. He was a young youth player at Arsenal. And he was uh, one of the key players of the youth cup team and they won the youth cup team back to back right and he basically said that all the youth coaches were putting forward players after players to go into the first team training with Wenger and Wenger didn't want to know and Mm. it's just so refreshing now that there's a connect and you can see through the the players already that Arteta has been playing and bringing into training that there's actually a connect between the youth setup and the first team setup, mm. which for a lot of years under Wenger, that there was a complete because I mean, you know, they they train in different grounds. They're not even training on the same pitches. They, you know, they're miles apart mm. Mm. Uh, between you know Howland and Colney. Uh, but there is now a complete. There's a complete connect. You know, Mertesacker is going to be talking to Arteta and recommended players, and you know yeah. Arteta is going to sort of like give them players a chance. You know, we're uh, forgetting yeah, um, we're getting, forgetting Freddie as well. <laughs> Freddie's a massive positive. Yeah, well, there's Freddie there. There's Thingy as well. Steve Bold about still. You know, it's it's a thing. The the only bad thing that I've heard about the youth set setup is the the under sixteen coaches for the youth setup. Uh, they all uh, they're all contracted on a on a yearly basis, and due to the virus, none of them got their contracts extended. No, uh, which which might bite us on the arse in five or six years' time if they don't 
retract on that. I don't know whether it's been retracted or whether a few of them have been signed up since, but that came out about a week ago, which yeah, was yeah, I which was that. Well, pretty I, I sad. can't see that Pierre Mertesacker is going to let it um, be de really detrimental to the, the the academy. I just I can't see that. Mm. Let's bring in Dennis Bergkamp for God's sake. You know, yeah. <laughs> he'd be amazing to bring in. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm not going to be able to get through to the last question because we just we literally run out of time. We've already do one one word up. answer. Do one word answer. Go on then. Let's have a whiz round then. What what film quickly would summarise what Arsenal means to you? Let's sigh. Watching Arsenal, particularly when I go, makes me feel like a kid again. So I'm going for Peter Pan. Good one. Yeah, good choice. Chappers. Uh... There was a, a great music documentary called Anvil, the story of Anvil. And it's really just about these guys trying to make it in success. They just want to be this amazing band. And it's just the hope that keeps them going. And that's what it's like to be an Arsenal fan. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you've got renewed hope every every weekend when you turn up and start watching them, <laughs> yeah. Jason? I thought it was a song we had to give. I went for uh, You've Got right. Love, Candy Stanton. And the song, oh, yeah, a, a gospel song, but you know, it, it talks about you, the religion of the Arsenal, and um, uh, just the excitement of it. Yeah, that was for me. No, that's great. Yeah, Gav, what's yours? Very boring, fever pitch. Sorry. Well, you can't. It, it's almost <laughs> like a carbon copy, isn't it? it? It's, it's almost perfect. I can't help really. it. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't help it. The music side to to him as well, with you know, with the high fidelity side of the, yeah. of the uh, story. Oh, perfect. great book, great book. Music, book, music, and art. Yeah. I, I don't often say this because I'm dyslexic, but high fidelity was a better book than it was a film. Yeah, oh, definitely, I agree. Yeah, I, so I, I, that, yeah. yeah I think sorry, the same like, say I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm dyslexic, so I, I don't often read a lot, but I've read three or four of, well, two, well, at least two. <laughs> no, three. About a boy, High Fidelity and Fever Pitch. Yeah, I've read those as well. Uh, get, from, get, from Nick Hornby, but yeah, go on, sorry. I'll get yourself on Audible. I've just listened to um, the Audible version of uh, Fever Pitch last week as well. It's really good. Oh, okay. Has he got one of uh, uh, High Fidelity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll give that a bash. Cheers, mate. I'll give that a bash. That's all right. Recommend it. It's. Uh, I think the book's better all round uh, for High Fidelity and Fever Pitch as well. And I, I yeah. have read about a boy, but can't remember that one. I'll have to reread re that one. But listen, guys, I really, really enjoyed that, and I'd love to get you all back on it again did. and just sort of delve a bit deeper into some of these subjects because I think we've just scratched the surface on some of them. And amazing, considering there's no football one. But these uh, podcasts are proving to be really hard to get through within any kind of decent amount of time because there's so much <laughs> to talk about. But uh, yeah. I've really enjoyed having you, thank you Thank you. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate that. Sorry again. Yeah, for my really latest. appreciate it. Not a problem. Really yeah, not thank a problem. you very much. Thank you, Sai. Cheers, lads. Thank you. Thanks, Gav. Cheers. Thanks, Jason. Cheers, mate. Enjoyed it. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Nice one. Take care, all, and I hope to have you all again, all again soon. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Take care. Please give us a like. Tell your friends about the um, podcast. That'd be really grateful. And tune in next week for another show. Thanks a lot. Take, Take care. Take care. Oh, we're still here. <laughs> oh. Gents, I'm going to have to... Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. 
We really need your help to spread the word about From Dar Square to Wear, so if you haven't done so already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the From Dar Square to Wear YouTube channel and hit the notification button so you never miss a live show. And finally, please tune in to the live shows. Don't forget, you can get the chance every week to be the star alongside Andrew and his great guests just for being the most entertaining viewer on the night. Thanks again and see you on the next episode. Bye!
plays the ball forward to Smith. Smith to Michael Thomas. Thomas gets it! 